Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. Learning about the brain can really help kids to, I guess, learn better. Like it's a little bit of like how to learn versus what to learn, right? We spend a lot of time teaching kids what they should learn. And we don't spend enough time, in my opinion, teaching them how they should learn it. Today, I'm talking to the brilliant Jenny Mouse. Jenny is a children's book author who published a book called Brian the Brain Headspace. Her book is aimed at young children ages three and up and teaches them how their brain works. She was inspired to write the book by her own son, who became interested in some neuroscience classes that she was teaching online. Jenny has a background in childcare and has always believed that our hobbies, interests, and even careers can actually enrich the lives of our kids. I'm sure you'll learn something from Jenny today. Hi, Jenny. It's so good to see you. Thanks for being on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. Good. Thank you for being on here. Tell the listeners a little bit about you, what you're into, and what you do. I've kind of been all over the place in what I do. <laughs> I I started teaching English overseas, actually, after I graduated, and then ended up teaching online. And I've basically been online since then, teaching uh, kind of as a freelancer. So that's kind of what I do for work. Um, and, and recently, I started, well, I've been writing my whole life, but I started, uh, I actually published a book. So um been creating as well. And I'm a mom of two. So I have a, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So we've got a busy household here. I have and a, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> I don't have a dog, but I have three cats. So sometimes it feels like just one big dog. <laughs> so that's awesome. So you said that you've written your entire life, but you just recently published a book. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I, I had a hard time focusing um, in class. So I just kind of like when the teacher was, I could, I was kind of smart enough. I could figure things out, even though I wasn't really paying attention. So when the teacher was talking, I would just be daydreaming about a story that I was making up in my head. So I started like writing those down in one of my early elementary classes because we're, we had a journal we had to keep and I was terrible at handwriting. And I was like always being given these exercises to, to practice my handwriting, but it was so boring to me. Um, so one of my teachers was just like, okay, fine. Instead of practicing handwriting, instead of journaling, just write those stories down. And so that's when I started writing um, and was like, I'm going to be a published author with a novel by the time I'm like 10, um, which obviously didn't happen. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Our little kid dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we grow up and kind of do them, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So tell me about your book that you published. So I published a book about the brain. It's a children's picture book. I had a little bit of inspiration or a lot of inspiration really from my own kids. I started teaching classes about the brain because it's a big passion of mine through a platform called OutSchool. That kind of led to my own kids' curiosity. So I had these like this little brain prop and stuff and my my son and my daughter who was only like 18 months at a time would like sneak into my office and steal them. Um, So I wanted to start teaching them about their brain. And there was really not a lot of books, um, not a lot of books out there about it. Mm -hmm. So 
especially for their age group too. So there was some stuff that was for, I would say like maybe nine and up, but mostly the younger age groups, they were like not a whole lot that was really geared towards them. So I started to write my own book and that's uh, kind of where the inspiration for it came from. That's amazing. Cause I was thinking about those kind of books and I really don't see that anywhere. I really don't see that much. So I really like that you found that that corner to really dive into and, and create that book and that your your kids inspired it too. So when was the moment that you decided, okay, I'm going to write the book and I'm going to do it? I, I always kind of knew I was going to publish something. I, I wrote a, uh, a fantasy novel when I was in uh, high school. Um, and I thought I'd publish that. And like I said, I had, you know, grand plans to publish to be a child author and stuff too. Um, but finishing the project uh, is a lot harder than starting a project. So I've always planned to publish, but uh, I guess the biggest thing was like what to start with. Mm-hmm. And this kind of just happened. Um, I started, like I said, I started writing and I, ha- I have written a children's book before just for my kids too, just for fun. I, it's not published. It's just, I just got it printed for them. Um, and that's what this project started out as really. And I started off like doing sketches and like playing around with self-illustrating. And then when the pandemic happened, like this is something I really believe in. Like I, I was teaching psychology classes online for a reason because I feel like learning about the brain can really help kids to, I guess, learn better. Like it's a little bit of mm-hmm. like how to learn versus what to learn, right? We spend a lot of time teaching kids what they should learn and we don't spend enough time, in my opinion, teaching them how they should learn it. I love um, that. So understanding how their brain works will like helps them understand how to learn better. So I started off like, just doing it for fun. And then as the pandemic happened, it just felt even more important because like the, I mean, mental health as well. Like I was seeing mm-hmm. kids in my own classroom struggling with just stress and like life change, big life changes that have just been dumped on their lap. And it felt like this is something that is going to help them through this. So um, that's actually pushed me to um, get it professionally illustrated and to, to publish it. That's fantastic. You saw that it would help the kids, especially in your classroom. And, and that, I just think that's, that's cool. When I decided I was going to write my book, it's just a children's book about an art museum. And when I decided I was going to write it, I was little, literally driving home from this exercise class with my kids. And I was like, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> there was nothing, I, I, I hate to admit, but there was nothing really profound about it. I was just like, I'm going to do it. I've, I've always wanted to do this. I'm, I'm going to write a book. And it's, it's going to be dedicated to my daughter. I had one daughter at the time. I would say that, you know, writing any, any book, you don't have to have a profound, you know, motivation for it. Absolutely. It's a big <laughs> accomplishment. I think for me, the, the like motivator to get it done was the, like, I guess the drive, the, the, the pandemic and, and seeing stuff in front of me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's even harder to get something finished if you don't have a big push, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. The pandemic has really inspired a lot of people to create something, but a lot of people don't really know how, you know, I, I have my kids around me. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I want to do this. Do I do it at 5 a.m.? Do I do it at 11 p.m.? So what advice do you have for mothers out there who are trying to either start something creative, uh, make a change? Maybe they already used to make art, make books, do anything that is creative to them. What advice do you have to them to kind of get inspired and really go after what they want to create and what they want to do? I haven't, it's not like I've, 
you know, just like popped out two children and like continued to like perform creatively at the same pace the entire time. And I think that that can be mis misleading if you're like, let's say following someone on social media or something. Um, they're posting, they're generally posting their accomplishments and the things that they've accomplished and things and, and highlighting that. Um, and that's often not the whole picture. Um, so something I try and do on my own social media is share some of the struggles of parenting too, because there's been a lot of struggles. Um, but I think one of the biggest things for me that the, that the creative side has, has been beneficial for is using it as an outlet. Um, I, you know, I find that like, I have a hard time sleeping as a mom. Um, my, uh, my kids often wake me up and when they don't wake me up, I'm often, thinking they're going to wake me up and keeping myself awake. So I'm like, ah, they're going to wake me up in an hour anyway. <laughs> and one of the things that I find that like doing something creative really helps with versus like watching Netflix. And I do watch a lot of Netflix <laughs> um, <laughs> is, is actually the sleep. Like I find if I draw or I like, I, I like those like adult coloring books too. So sometimes that's just like a really low key activity that is creative that you, you don't need to think you can just color. Right. Um, I find that that, that calms my brain down. It gives me like a little dopamine burst, burst, I think more than, I mean, more than like an, a calm, like, a, I don't know, calmness. And there's a lot of like psychology involved, like that, you know, a lot of psych, a lot of studies have su support that, like, you know, watching TV late at night is not great for your sleep patterns mm -hmm. and doing something that's creative is helpful. So um, using it as an outlet in certain ways and thinking of it as like trying to find creative things that you can do that are not stressful that are relaxing um that don't feel like they're extra work um so like doodling or or coloring and like for years i just sketched lots of different uh like when my son was born and i i did a book for him but that one's not published i just i just drew some pictures but i spent a good chunk of time just sketching ideas and character ideas and different images and just even sketching pictures online like just copying them right because that's less work I guess in a way um and I found that like I was having trouble writing while I was nursing him when he was little but I could sketch while I was nursing him a lot easier so I started sketching so finding things that like work that creativity in without making it a an extra um and yeah. making it something that's fun and, and relaxed when you're in that stage of like I just need to take things easy mm -hmm. um can be a way of working that in to that season in your life and and then letting it change as you go like I've again my kids have been a huge inspiration I like to you know they if I draw with them now because they're old enough they will scribble on it so I can't draw anything I'm super <laughs> attached to but it's still I still have a lot of fun drawing and planning things out and like sketching with them and you know drawing things they can color in um so that you know working with them too and letting them be your your muse I guess your inspiration that's fantastic. I love that you said that. Including your kids, if you can. My two-year-old is a bit different with that. You know, she would probably just tear everything in half. But including them is a great way to um, kind of help them in their childhood and bond. It's really a bonding thing, too. And you have to, like... If you think about the amount of learning they do too, and you're including them in these... Like 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 you said, the, like your two-year-old. Same with my two-year-old. She will just color on whatever I'm coloring or drawing or whatever. My four-year-old is starting to be able to understand that I can do a separate project than mom. 
so I can do my painting and mom can do her painting. Um, so, and that, but that's also learning. That is something that, that is a skill that they're learning that they, that they have a separate identity <laughs> and that they can work on their own thing that they have in their own mind, their own ideas. So as they get older, you kind of step into this different season, I guess, or different stage that you can create with them, um, at a different level. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. And there's lots of different seasons. You think when they're, you know, when they're a newborn, it's hard, but I like how you found as you were nursing, you could still sketch. We, we think, oh, I have to, you know, I have to sit here for 15 minutes, half an hour, you know, I can't do anything, but you kind of found a little segue into the creative world as you were nursing, right? You know, you could do that there. There's always going to be a season. There's always going to be something, whether they're newborns, two, four, I hear teenagers can be a handful too. <laughs> so there's always go- going to be a season. There, There's no getting around that. It's adapting to it, thriving through it, and learning how it can actually assist you and help you. I was always creative. I have my art degree. Um, you know, art was like my life before I had kids. And then I had my newborn and I was like, oh, I don't how, how can I create again? You know, that's how I felt because you can't force creativity. You can't force writing, you know, it just won't come out. But my daughter actually, ironically was the reason I wrote the book. And the reason I decided to follow my passions because she gave me a drive that I really didn't know I had until I had my kids. Did you go through that when you had your first child? Were you a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I can write this book or I'm tired or am I ever going to finish it? So when I had my son and he was little, I actually found it one of the easiest stages. Um, He was a good sleeper. He started to sleep through the night at about a month old. Oh, wow. Um, And I had this like mom dreamland. Like I, he was, he slept, he napped, he, I took him to coffee shops and just nap and I'd write and it was amazing. And then when he, you know, didn't nap nursed, I would draw. Um, So I had like this. I'm always been a busy person and I like, I don't really like doing nothing. So I just mm-hmm. kind of filled the time with yeah. this, all this creativity and, and, um, and my husband and I just basically continued doing a lot of the things we'd usually have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a big shift in my routine because I worked online. And so mm-hmm. I took a little bit of time off. And then when I felt able to, I started working online again. Um, and it, I could just start up doing, you know, the amount of hours I wanted to do, um, and just kind of went back in the flow of it. And I kind of, I'd planned to, you know, be back at work because my first son came was, I say he was planned, but not timed. Um, <laughs> my husband was still in school. So, um, I was our income. <laughs> and so it was, uh, yeah, I, I planned to be back at work. So I, our, our like lifestyle and routine didn't change a whole lot at first. Um, and then when my son turned about six months old, um, I found out I had some health complications that I didn't know about before. Um, if you have a child, even if they're like older and you haven't been to one before, go to a pelvic floor therapist because they are going to potentially save you a lot of hassle down the road. Uh, some people don't discover that they have any kind of pelvic floor issues until they are like hitting menopause mm-hmm. <laughs> and then your, your hormones shift. So when you have a baby yeah. you're, and you're nursing, your hormones are similar to, I guess, a post like a menopausal, like you have lower hormones. like you do if you're postmenopausal. Um, 
so you can have like more pelvic floor issues, which are like your muscles holding everything up and in mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> your uterus and your bladder and everything. Um, so, so it's a lot of women find they leak after giving birth and stuff. And that sometimes mm-hmm. doesn't go away after, let's say, uh, six months or so, um, which is not normal. So, um, yeah, even if you, if you are quite a ways postpartum, you should, and you've never seen a public floor therapist, they, they'll be able to like, just see if everything's going on well down there. So you don't have to, it's something I didn't, I didn't know about until I started having issues and then I found out about. Yeah. I feel like that's really not like common knowledge that people can go to a therapist for that. So that's really important that you mentioned that. And I'm so glad you got the help that you needed. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You have so much to offer, so much knowledge, advice for the work from home mom, working mom, or just anyone that's just really striving to really do what they want to do, do what they can do to help others and be our true creative selves. So thank you so, so much for being on the show. Let us know how can our listeners connect with you on social media or your website? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So I have a website called travelingchalkboard.com and that has all sorts of, of information about like education. It's an educational website. It also has a link to my um, book and my author page on it. And then I also have my social media pages as well. So I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page that are both the same tag is at Traveling Chalkboard. Jenny, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. You are an incredible woman and an incredible mother, and we appreciate everything that you brought to the table today. If you want to get in contact with Jenny, go to the show notes, and I will have her Instagram handle, website, and any way you can get in contact with her. Shoot her an email and tell her how much of an awesome mom she is. Connect with me on Instagram at Moms Who Create Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.